Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 232, which we are recording on Thursday, November 19th, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are flying through November. The month is going much faster than I expected it to. It is. It's the month with wings, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because next week is U.S. Thanksgiving. That's crazy. Yeah, the beginning of the serious holiday season here in the United States. Crazy, crazy. It is. And happy Diwali to everybody who celebrated. That just passed, and that seems like a delightful holiday. It I does. wish that we had a celebration of light <laughs> as well. So what are you wearing? I am wearing my KP pullover, which is a pattern by Ari Shimizu. Gail and I both stocked several of her patterns previously, and we quite like her design aesthetic. And delightfully, this one has worked out for me, no different. I had mentioned last episode when I talked about this sweater, having just finished it, that I was kind of iffy about the shoulder. I wasn't sure if I quite liked it. And having worn it quite a bit over the past two weeks, I am delighted to report that I really love it. Yay! (laughs) That is such good news. Yeah, it's definitely different, and it's a different construction, and it's worn differently than I would have expected, but it's a small thing when you're wearing it. You really don't even notice. It's more of a construction issue that probably only somebody who constructs garments would notice. So having made it myself, of course, I notice. The sleeves are also shaped a little differently than I would normally shape a sleeve if I were just going off pattern and knitting my own sleeve. But it works as well. So I'm really happy with this sweater. Good. Yeah. That's such good news. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been wearing it and it's super, super warm. I had mentioned that it was the first time using the super soft 100% wool from Holst yarn. And this creates a fabric that is very, very thin because I believe it's a fingering. It might even be called a light fingering in the database on Ravelry. I'm not sure. But the fabric, once you knit it up, is very thin and it is surprisingly warm. Surprisingly warm because I did not think some of the days that we've had, some of the mornings have been really cold. Mm-hmm. And I. This has been my sweater on the top of the pile. You and I joke about whatever sweater is on the top of the pile for the week. And this one has been on top of the pile. And so I have been reaching for it almost every morning, putting it on. And it has kept me warm in the house. I love it. Nice. And there's something about the super light fabric that makes it great to wear indoors because you don't feel restricted or like Mm -hmm. it's too thick. So I'm very, very happy with it. Not at all surprised that if you look on the Ravelry database, this yarn is in 22,000 stashes and has been used for 21,000 projects. So yeah, so it is a very popular and much used yarn. On the Ravelry page, it is described as a Shetland type 
yarn sold unwashed containing spinning oil, which blooms considerably when washed. Perfect description. I did, well, I, of course, I knit with it as it came to me, and the yarn does feel a little stiff when you knit with it. I wasn't sure how it was going to work out for a whole garment, even though I did wash a swatch. But, you know, swatch is not, it's best just to try it. I like to try mm-hmm. it for a whole garment. So I wash, I ended up washing this sweater, I think it was about three times with a little bit of wool wash. I used warm water, basically just swished it around a lot until the water ran clear because the first wash especially the water was just kind of brownish from the spinning oil. Because when you wash a yarn with spinning oil, what come the spinning when the spinning oil comes off of it, it looks brown. And a lot of people mistake that and think that the yarn is expelling dye. And usually it's just the spinning oil. Of course it could happen, I suppose, where it's both. But in this case it was just the spinning oil. So After washing it several times, the yarn felt completely different. And one of the benefits, side side effects, is that it makes my stitches look so even. (laughs) (laughs) It's a magic yarn. It It evens out your stitches and it's warmer than you expected. Yeah. Yeah. I look at it and I look at my stitches and think, wow, they're so even. And I know that my stitches aren't always that perfect or even, but it looks really good in this yarn. So it's great. I'll take it. (laughs) And now we know why it's so popular. (laughs) Yes, I think so. So I think a lot of people also use it for color work because it's, like I said, that Shetland type yarn and it comes in, there's a really large palette. So I'm sure that's both of those reasons are reasoning for its popularity. Yeah. I love that about Holzgarn. Their color selection is just enormous. It is. It really is. So again, this is KP Pullover by Ari Shimizu. What are you wearing today, Gail? I am sporting my second ranunculus sweater by Midori Hiroshi. This is my burgundy version. And it's been chilly enough that sweaters have been a daily thing, which is delightful. (laughs) And this is just like the softest, most luxurious hug. And if I could knit like a Snuggie or something that I could just swaddle myself in all day long, I'd be perfectly (laughs) happy. It's that soft and, again, warm for such a light fabric. It's very, very warm. So I love it. Ranunculus by Midori Hiroshi. Okay. What have you been stocking? So the first thing on my list this week is a free pattern from Espace Tricot. It's a hat pattern called Happy Hipster. And I always like to mention a couple of hat patterns this time of year because hats are an often knit gift knit this time of year. And a free pattern? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very nice and generous. Yeah. So the Happy Hipster is a fingering weight hat that uses between 200 and 300 yards, depending on the size. It looks like the sizes go from child through an average adult 
head, which they call an adult medium. And nice. they have a sample knit in self-striping sock yarn, which looks really cool because the self-striping sock yarn really becomes the star of the hat. And then they also have one that's knit in a solid or a, looks like maybe a tonal yarn. And that looks great too. The body of the hat is just plain stockinette and it looks like it's slightly, slightly, I want to say oversized, not oversized, but slouchy. Slouchy. Thank you. <laughs> the hat is slightly slouchy. So I can't see the crown. They don't show a top view of the crown. So I can't tell if it's maybe three lines of decreases or if it's just a single seam at the top. But it's ribbing, stockinette, and then the decreases, whatever they use at the top. And basic looks like it would also be an easy enough hat that perhaps you could knit while watching movies or listening to podcasts or watching podcasts or reading, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If you have any downtime during the holiday week, if you have a holiday that you happen to be celebrating the next yeah. week or two. <laughs> So again, Happy Hipster from Espostra Co. I so, think a lot of their knitting patterns are free, if not all of them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I and they have really beautiful patterns. They do. It's it's very generous of them. So, yeah. Yeah. So the second thing I am looking at is the Helen Stewart Knit Vent Collection. Helen Stewart has her collection of patterns that comes out this time of year. Oh, I want to say she's done it for five or six years. I'm not at least. Yeah, at least, I'm not yeah. sure how many years, but the pattern that I have been looking at is called the Tidings Shawl. And what really caught my eye about this was the beautiful colors in the photo together. She uses a cream and then a gray and a gold. So cream and silver and gold. And you know how I nice. love that silver yeah. and gold combo together. <laughs> and that song will be stuck in my head for yes. an hour. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then the cream thrown in, it, it really caught my eye. So the Tidings shawl, it's triangular shaped. It's mostly textural knitting. I don't think, doesn't look like there's any stockinette in it. So it looks like the, it's all textural. And it's very similar in style to her previous releases. If you like her patterns, you'll probably like this one. She usually writes them with an, an exact percentage for each row. Meaning a percentage, a percentage checklist, yeah, a percentage yeah. checklist for how much of the shawl you have actually completed. So that's very satisfying if you're into that sort of thing. I am, I am, I love yeah. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. So tidying shawl from Helen Stewart. And then the third thing I am stocking. This one, it's not straight up stocking. This one is a little bit of a mashup which I guess is straight up stocking, but it's, it's an idea 
using things that I already have. (laughs) I'm intrigued. (laughs) Well, Gail and I have been talking about how 2020, more than any other year because of the pandemic, has become really the year of the stash. I think this year, everyone's stash came into play more than any other year. And we have all realized the beauty of and importance of our stash. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. So using things from stash is generally the first place I look this year rather than looking to bring something new into my house. I saw a pattern that was released last month by Caitlin Hunter called the painted pullover. And it wasn't so much the design of this sweater that caught my eye, but the way that she used three colors of the slub fingering yarn that Gail has previously used. You used it, I think, for your super Super simple simple, summer sweater, and you loved the results of that. Love it. I almost wore it again today, but I figured I can't (laughs) wear three podcasts in a row. (laughs) Well, the slub fingering is this very cool new base that is out there and a lot of indie dyers have picked it up and are using it right now and it has little tufts every few inches it looks like a fun hand spun yarn where somebody has left little tufts in and a lot of the dyers that I have seen are dyeing multicolored skeins using this so you've got a lot of color and a lot of texture going on there. And the painted pullover uses three different colors of the slub. So it's like, it's kind of like a fade, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. I think she has a way of alternating so that the colors really blend from one to another and it might just be alternating rows I'm not sure I haven't looked at it closely but it's the idea of the slub and the the fade which has caught my eye now she uses the fingering weight slub on a larger needle so that the fabric is a little bit open and she knits it to 18 stitches to four inches, which is a fairly open gauge for fingering weight yarn. But you have to keep in mind that the slubs add a little bit of texture. So it's going to look like a fuller fabric than if you just took a smooth fingering weight yarn and knit it that open. You know what I mean? Because I think a smooth yarn would probably look, it would, I want to say holy, but as in has holes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it it would look different than the slub does knit at that gauge because the slub adds a little more texture to it. Fills in those holes. Yes, exactly. So, Taking that idea, I was thinking, well, I could do that with any sweater, really, that's knit at a larger gauge and use the slub. And the sweater that I keep thinking I want to re-knit is the 
ease pullover that you and I have both knit. So now I'm thinking, oh, maybe I want to knit an ease, which happens to be the same exact gauge, the 18 stitches to four inches, using the slub and using three different colors blended together. Doesn't that sound fun? (laughs) Sounds very fun. The The bonus is I'm using a pattern from Stash. The bad thing, I don't have slub in my stash. I was thinking to myself, <laughs> when did she get slub yarn that I didn't nope, see? Don't I have didn't that. think you had any. I don't have slub in stash, so this would involve purchasing yarn, which of course is terrible to say after I just talked about how we're using stash. <laughs> but I'm well, using cons- a stash pattern. <laughs> well, and I would venture to say most of the sweaters and projects you've knit this year have been from stash yarn. Yes. That's true. Very true. Not every single project can be from Stash. Right. I I guess it could be, but. So that is the third thing I am stocking. And right now it is just fun fantasy knitting. We shall see. (laughs) What are you stocking, Gail? Well, similar to you, I've been stocking things that could be gifts and I wanted to mention the annual Indie Gift Along is starting next week. Ah, so that's this another is holiday, almost a tradition, because that's been around a while, too. At least five or six years, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So the Indie Gift Along is a collection of indie designers, approximately, I think, 250 indie designers, who all create a bundle of some of their featured patterns and certain days in November that are coming up next week, those patterns are on sale for 25% off. And all the information is in the Indie Gift Along group on Ravelry. It gives you the coupon code to use. It gives you the dates for the sale. And then you can use any of those patterns in the Gift Along itself, which runs through the end of the calendar year. And they have giveaways and different categories and things like that. And that's starting next week. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And I don't know if any of these patterns will be in the Indie Gift Along or not. I have no idea. It was just coincidental. But the first thing I saw in Hot Right Now this week was a new hat pattern by Kelly McClure. Kelly McClure is the Sockhead hat designer. That's one of her most well-known patterns. And this one is called the Barn Loft Hat. It is beautiful. It's a colorwork hat. And she said you can use either fingering or sport weight yarn and it has beautiful colorwork diamonds and different people knit it in different ways i'm not i haven't downloaded the pattern yet it was free for a couple of days and i luckily got it while it was free but considering the work that went into it it's also worth purchasing because apparently you can adjust the colorwork to give different styles of diamonds and different sizes and different quantities And then she has three different crowns and you've got to just look at the pattern on Ravelry and look at the pattern pictures because the way they did the crown is so interesting. The fact that it can be three completely different looks, one, depending on if you do color work or just do a single color and two, depending on how you do it, it just looks like a completely different hat. It's really fascinating and it's just beautiful. It's a very, very pretty hat. And knit with two colors, it will be double thick. So it will be a very warm hat as well. And 
I just love her patterns. They're simple, but engaging at the same time. And I'm going to knit that hat. I don't know when, but I'm going to knit it. It's a beautiful hat. And I look forward to playing around with the different crown options. So that's the Barn Loft hat by Kelly McClure. The next one was in Hot Right Now also, and it caught my eye simply because of how adorable it is. The Taito Mitts, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's the genus that includes the barn owl. And these little mitts have a barn owl on the back of the hand that is precious. Color work and fingering weight. The designer is Nina Pomerinky, I think is how it's pronounced. And they're just so cute. They're just these little, you know, mitts. They're not big. They're just perfectly hand-sized. And they're just adorable with this barn owl. And she also has a pattern that has a fox instead of a barn owl. That are just so cute. (laughs) I will have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. They're real. And they aren't cutesy. They're, the barn owl is much more like a realistic animal than, you know, like an amigurumi type of cutesy animal. It's supposed to look like a barn owl. It's incredible. So that's the Taito Mitts by Nina Pomeranke. And the third thing is more of another designer crush, which I seem (laughs) to get on a regular basis lately. Hunter Hammerson. I don't know if I've ever actually knit one of her patterns. She has three to five pages of patterns in Ravelry. Yeah, she has quite a few. A lot. Yeah. I know we've stalked her before because we did a review of her book, Curls. She now has two books called Curls. I remember that. Yeah. They are a wrap that's knit corner to corner using a chart that is different than a normal knitting chart. And you basically follow this chart until it's as long as you want. You can use any yarn you want. And it was a pretty cool idea. And you and I just never have gotten around to knitting one of them. But many people in our Ravelry group have knit them, and they're beautiful, beautiful shawls. They are beautiful. And I have had several curls in and off of my queue list over the years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't knit one yet. Yeah. It seems that seems completely like something you would get get involved with. Yeah. I definitely have planned on doing one. It's it's always been on my horizon. (laughs) Yeah. It's the interesting construction part of it Mm -hmm. that I think would just grab you. (laughs) Exactly. But she also has a ton of sock patterns, a ton Mm -hmm. of mitt patterns, a ton of hat patterns. And she has these beautiful gift patterns, things like ornaments. And she just recently released two different like little house building type of patterns. Like she's going to maybe end up with a whole village worth of buildings. I don't know. (laughs) And they aren't so much, I mean, they're really cute and adorable, but they're also more sophisticated. So I don't know. I just think they're beautiful, beautiful works of art. And some of the things that have caught my eye with her over the years are a series of hats that she's designed called her dip stitch hats. And she has four of them. And in you can either buy them as individual patterns or she sells them as a book. And the book also includes cowl versions of these stitches. And apparently it's a technique where you probably float the yarn in front and then pull it up on a subsequent round to give it this really, really cool effect. And one of my favorite versions is Constellate. It's knit in fingering weight 
And it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful hat. The technique is gorgeous. And there, I think there are two fingering weight patterns and two DK weight patterns for the hats, I think. Mm -hmm. And then another one is permutation. And it doesn't use a dip stitch, but it has this really cool like flower type of motif. So it's a two color. The other ones are all one color. Permutation is two colors. It's worsted weight. And you knit with one color as the background. And then a lot of people who have knit this have used like a multicolor yarn in the foreground that make these cool flowers. And similar to the barn loft hat, this one has very different versions where people have done different numbers of these little flower stitches. So some people have a couple rows of flowers, some people have flowers all the way up the hat, and then she has different crowns. So the word permutation is very appropriate for this particular pattern because she uses all sorts of different combinations for the same pattern. So that is one I will be purchasing and casting on sometime because it's just, it's one of those hats that it's like, wow, you could knit the same pattern 10 times and never get bored because you could vary it every single time. Cool. So Permutation by Hunter Hammerson. I'm fascinated. <laughs> Looking for gradient yarn to take an adventurous project to the next level? Perhaps seeking a yarn pairing for a simple pattern where the yarn does the work? Infinite Twist Gradients will help you end up with a spectacular finished object. One-of-a-kind, semi-solid gradients are all we do. They're knittable art. From 700-yard helix giant gradients to perfectly matched sock gradients and more, we've got the perfect gradient for your next project. Why gradients? Because gradients stay interesting. With dozens of color changes, our gradients are semi-solid, so you get areas of light and dark, highlights, lowlights, and even some speckles. They'll hold your interest from cast on to bind off. Visit us at infinitetwist.com to meet your perfect gradient match. Thank you, Infinite Twist, for sponsoring us this month. Yeah, thanks, Kate. She just sent out a new newsletter today. She has a new shawl pattern that is brioche like shells Ooh, that are pretty. all interconnected. It's really, really pretty, <laughs> especially in the gradient yards. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Sounds lovely. All right. What have you been knitting? Two things I have picked up in the last couple of weeks. The first is my Parallel Lamb by Stephen West. That is a very large rectangular or parallelogram shaped shawl slash blanket. Gail called it a schlanket. <laughs> Which is a term that I have heard, I've heard before. Uh, yeah, so uh, shawl it was or not my, my creation by any, <laughs> by any stretch. Shawl slash blanket. And this project uses seven skeins of fingering weight yarn. So even though I believe the project is listed as a shawl on Ravelry, with seven skeins of fingering weight yarn, it's really going to be a blanket. That's my thought. That's what I'm that's making a lot it of for. Yarn. That's a lot of yarn. And that's more yarn than I would normally wear around my neck any given time. For so. sure, especially <laughs> not held doubled. Yeah, so it's going to be a blanket. My parallel 
Parallelo Lamb. I am, I don't think I'm halfway through, but I am, yeah, I'm not even sure how to tell. The skeins probably all look about maybe somewhere between two-thirds of the way and halfway is what I've knit so far. I've been fairly dedicated to it. It's really fun, and it's got that striping log cabin look to it. So it's always exciting to see, ooh, what's my next color, and how's that one going to look, and how is it going to fit in? So (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So very fun. And then the second thing I am working on is a Mira's cowl. I've knit this one previously a couple episodes ago, and I am just knitting another one to have in hand for simple knitting when I've been on our Saturday Zoom calls. The Mira's cowl is a very easy knit in the round pattern from Ba Yarn. And all it is is knitting pearls in a certain sequence and you start the first round and then you follow that for as tall as you want the cowl. So I'm knitting that in scraps right now. Very easy and actually it's kind of fun and this is might be a gift this year. I'm not really sure if I'm going to have the opportunity to give gifts to certain Mm. friends this year just because of what's going on with the pandemic so we'll see but hopefully it will be a gift for somebody at some point soon that is mira's cow by ba yarn and then the other thing that i have in my project bag is still the live light and because i've been addicted to the parallelo lamb i still haven't picked up to knit my front bands on that so we'll see if if it'll be there when you're in the mood it will be and the other issue is that it it really is more of a spring summer sweater so i'm not quite as motivated to finish that one it's beautiful but it's a very open warmer weather type garment so we'll see how long it sits there (laughs) yeah like my (laughs) sisuras yes exactly so what are you knitting gail well A couple episodes, we talked about different ways we're coping with the stress of this year. And one of the things I was going to let myself do was cast on anything I wanted whenever I wanted, which is not the way I usually (laughs) craft. Usually I have one or two projects and I work on them pretty monogamously and I get stressed out if I have too many Mm -hmm. projects. Well, wow, have I turned a new leaf because I have (laughs) four works in progress right now, and I just rotate through them when I feel like it, and it's fantastic. That's great. So the first one is my KP Pullover by Ari Shimizu, which is the one Charlene mentioned. And I'm so happy to hear that you've decided you like the sleeves because I was trying mine on and Josie walked by and I said, what do you think? And I was looking at the sleeve. So let me back up a second. I've knit the whole front and the back as far as the separation for the side slits. So I have to finish the back. And I decided I wanted to do at least one of the sleeves before I finished the back just to get it out of the way so I could, you know, work on the back and be at least halfway done. Mm -hmm. So I started to work on a sleeve and got about three quarters of the way through, tried it on. And that's when Josie walked by. (laughs) 
And I was looking at this contiguous sleeve construction and the way it kind of hanged down off of my shoulder. And I was kind of thinking, I really don't think I like this. And Josie said, um, I kind of don't like the sleeve. And I said, yeah, I kind of don't either. And she said, I didn't hurt your feelings, did I? <laughs> I said, no, honey, not at all. And she said, well, can you fix it? And I said, no, you have to rip back the whole sweater to do that. And I'm just going to go with it and see. But you saying that you've embraced it gives me a lot more yeah. hope because I was kind of thinking, oh, no, not after all this knitting. <laughs> I was going to go for it anyways. But so KP Pullover by Ari Shimizu. The second thing I'm working on, which I'm knitting right now, is my burrow wrap by Kay Jones. And this is the long rectangular wrap that is several colors of fingering weight yarn held doubled with silk mohair. And then when you're finished with the rectangular part, you pick up stitches along each long side. And there are some stripes and some pico bind offs on the long sides. And then the short sides are fringe. And I am on my fourth of six colors on the rectangle. So that's how far I am with the rectangle. And each, I'm doing more of a fade. In her pattern, she has eyelets that separate the different colors, and she uses many more colors than I do. But my colors were all so close together that I decided to fade them. And I'm really happy that I decided to do it that way. And once you change colors, it just zoom zooms you know, you're just knitting garter stitch and it's super easy. So that's the burrow wrap. I'm very, very happy with that. Super soft. Love all the pinks. It's making me very happy. <laughs> and the next thing I'm knitting is gifts for Christmas. Josie requested washcloths. My kids have decided that they want to be very environmentally friendly. They don't want to use shower scrubs that are plastic. They don't want to use single use things in the shower. They're both using shampoo and conditioner bars, which I haven't been brave enough to try on my hair yet. And Josie said, will you knit me or crochet me a washcloth? And I said, sure, let's try that. So I ordered universal clean cotton yarn, which is very affordable. I got this on Jimmy Bean's wool. This is the description in Ravelry. Good for you and the environment. We took fibers left over from making other yarns, the soft, too light fluff, the bits that otherwise would have been lost to the waste stream, and made this handy, durable, and surprisingly soft, high-quality yarn. We call this 85% recycled cotton, 15% recycled polyester blend, clean cotton because it's a yarn you can feel good about using. And it's Aran weight, 131 yards per skein, or 120 meters, and it's 85% cotton, 15% polyester and its gauge is 18 to 24 stitches over four inches on US 8 to 10 needles. And I really like it. I got four colors and they were $4 a ball. So it's very affordable. Wow. And apparently good for the environment. And I cast one on in orange just to see what size I was going to need to do or mm -hmm. whatever. And I finished one, that's my only finished object, and I used the orange color, and it's a wee bit small, so the next one I cast on, I'm going to do a little bit bigger, because this one is kind of tiny. I mean, it would be more like maybe a washcloth for a baby. I think mm -hmm. I'll probably send it to Olivia or baby number two or something, but I'm using the pattern 
Waffle Knit Dishcloth by Debbie Andrioli. I've used that and one. Yeah, I've used it yeah. too. <laughs> so it's a very simple pattern. It's free on Ravelry. There are many, many free dishcloth many. slash washcloth. Yes. Yeah. It, you do not have to pay for a pattern for one of these little projects. And I asked Max, his roommates all have asked me on various days if I would teach them to knit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're all really interested. And one of his friends already does knit. Her aunt taught her, and she has a blanket in her dorm that her aunt knit for her on a road trip last summer. So she was super interested. She said, yeah, I haven't knit in years. My aunt taught me, but I don't remember. And so I asked Max, hey, would your friends like each to get a little ball of yarn and some needles and this pattern for the washcloth for Christmas gifts. And I'll knit one for each of them too. And he said they would love that. So here are these little inexpensive little gifts I can give to his little roommate. So I was pretty excited about that. He said that he was very enthusiastic about it. So those will become Christmas gifts and little gift packages for his roommates. So the more people we can encourage to knit, the better place the world will be, right? Yes. (laughs) That's my theory anyways. (laughs) So those are the four. Oh, and I almost forgot. I'm crocheting one thing. So three knit projects, one crochet project. Cool. Christmas gift for my daughter, Alex. Neil the Narwhal by Michelle oh, Alvarez. Right. <laughs> yes. So I've made progress on the narwhal. The one thing about this one that's difficult for me is that it hurts my hands. And the reason for that is most amigurumi, you want to crochet on a tight gauge so that your stuffing doesn't show through. So I'm working really hard to keep the gauge tight, which my hands aren't really appreciating. And I think I hold my crochet hook incorrectly. I actually have, I don't know why I have it in my pocket, Charlene, but I do have it in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of odd. I hold it like this. I pinch it between my thumb and index finger. So when I hook, I am squeezing and pinching, kind of like Uh, the reverse of a knitting needle. So when I'm crocheting really, really tightly and I'm pinching this knitting needle, my hands just start, my right hand especially just starts to ache. Mm. So especially in the increase rounds, Neil has an increase round every round for quite a while until you crochet straight. And now that I'm on the straight part, it's much better. But I was squeezing really hard to get those increases in there. So I kind of decided that this is going to be a longer term project and I'll just do a couple rounds every day and just get him done before Christmas, but not try to rush through him because my hands will not appreciate it if I do. So Neil the Narwhal is going to take a little longer, but man, is he going to be cute. He is going to be adorable. (laughs) So those are the things that I've been crafting, knitting and crocheting. And I have not finished anything, but you said you had finished one washcloth? One of the washcloths, that's it. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. End of what have you finished. <laughs> but we do have more to talk about because we're going to talk about blankets. This was actually a prompt from one of our listeners, and she's been joining our Zoom calls on Saturday too. This is from Barbara, who lives in... Sweden or Norway? Now I can't remember. I think it's Sweden. And she asked us to talk about blankets. 
and she was trying to decide what kind to cast on, if it should be modular or not, because she didn't really want to seam anything. And I didn't realize her Ravelry name is Bella's Home Life, which is not Barbara. So I never connected her to the Barbara in our Zoom meetings. And then when I finally responded to her email in Ravelry and said, oh, we're going to talk about that next episode. I said, oh, wait, I know who you are. You already started your blanket. So she is doing a mitered square blanket. Interesting that this idea came from a listener. And it just seems like the kind of time of year and the year itself for knitting blankets. Completely agree. For me, a lot of the blankets that I have knit in the past have been relatively stress-free projects because I tend to pick blankets that are not too complicated, that have a lot of repetitive elements, and usually I also have more than enough yarn because several of them have been scrap blankets. So I, a lot of the things that can be common things you get concerned about in projects such as gauge or having enough yarn, you don't have to worry about. <laughs> yep. That's what I had at the very top of my list. Like, what are the things I love about blankets? Yes. You don't have to worry about gauge. Yeah. You don't really have to worry about the yarn because you can modify the pattern so easily. And they use up your scraps, which is always such a good mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. And they're usually just zen knitting. And you can knit or crochet them. So yep. it can be your alternative project if you are learning to either knit or crochet and you want a project just to practice a new skill it that's it's great for that it's yep. great if you pick the alternative craft it's great to give your hands a break like if you typically knit and you want to do do something that's using different hand motions for example you can crochet a blanket and generally uses different muscles different muscle memory and well in gail's case it definitely uses different muscles but in a bad way <laughs> well this is a amigurumi crochet which is different yeah yeah the blankets i crochet don't bother my hands yeah, at all because you yeah. don't generally don't have to crochet your blankets at such Tightly. a tight gauge yeah so yeah. Yeah. And gauge in general for blankets is usually something you don't need to worry about. The only thing I would caution people about is if you have a limited amount of yarn, you might want to do a gauge swatch to make sure that you're not going to run out of yarn before you finish your true. blanket. But otherwise, if you have plenty of yarn, then gauge, I mean, as long as you like the fabric you're producing, it doesn't matter because that's the blanket. It's not like it needs to fit you, right? Yes, exactly. So, exactly. And blanket patterns are so easy to customize. Yes. Like, for example, the Cozy Memories blanket, the sock yarn blanket that Barbara's doing and I'm doing. And I got the idea from Prairie Girl Danny, who is doing the borders on the mitered square blanket. And just things like that, that if you browse people's blankets, so many creative ideas that are takeoffs on the actual pattern yeah. itself. You know, you can yeah. just get these ideas and just run with them. It's fabulous. Yeah. So I love that about blankets. You can be the boss of your knitting and not be concerned that you're going to end up with a finished object that doesn't fit yeah. because it doesn't have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. And you can pick what kind 
of knitting you'd like to do. So in on Ravelry, when you look for blanket patterns, they're listed in the home section of the pattern area. So you go to home and then the first one I believe is blankets and you can find different attributes that are things that you like or that things that things that you have things that you want to do, things that you want to practice. For example, if you like color work, you can select a blanket that uses intarsia or mosaic or stranded. If you don't like color work, you can pick a blanket that's solid color. If you want to knit it bottom up or one piece or double knit, if you want to practice I-cord or seaming or short rows, you can, you can, not edit, but you can search for patterns with that specific type of knitting in the pattern. Yeah, cables, stripes, lace. Yes, cables. You name it. Exactly. There's a blanket pattern that uses it. Exactly. You You can search for the shape that you want. You can search for fringe or picots. If you like or don't like charts, you can look for a written pattern there's so many blanket patterns. <laughs> yeah, there really are. There's yeah. so many. And you can also, depending on the yarn you have in stash, you can filter that search results based on your yarn weight, for example, mm-hmm. or however much yardage you have. You can fine tune your search for the amount of yarn you have. So super, super adaptable. Yeah. And then depending on like Gail said, the yarn you have, or perhaps you want to shop for yarn, there are all kinds of considerations for choosing a yarn for blankets. Things to consider would be washability, the gauge, like as we said, gauge doesn't necessarily matter, but you may have a preference if you'd rather knit your blanket in worsted weight or if you'd rather knit your blanket in fingering weight. A lot of times patterns can be knit in either because you just change the size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another consideration for yarn is the warmth, the durability. And then, as we mentioned, it's a great way to use scraps. I added one to the category. It was snuggle ability. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I made up a word. How snuggleable is that blanket? Yes. And popular blanket yarns are often made from superwash wools, acrylics. Sometimes the two are blended. Sometimes people prefer cottons. The big one for me is usually washability, because Mm -hmm. especially if you are making a blanket for a baby or a child, and if it's a gift, you have to take into consideration who will be caring for the blanket and think about how they will care for the blanket and the best way to help them care for the blanket. Is it by making your gift out of something that is machine washable? Are they somebody that can handle hand washing, that kind of thing? So something that you might make for yourself, for example, you might be able to make for yourself something that's made out of super nice fingering weight, non-superwash wool, whereas for a gift, 
for somebody else, you might choose a super washable acrylic blend or a machine washable cotton, that kind of thing. And of course, if you have pets, you've got oh, to consider yes. that too for washability. A, I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> my log cabin blanket turned into Lucy's blanket. So, you know, that has to be washed on a very regular basis. The universe just told us that it was time to be done talking about blankets for the day. We had a very sudden drop in connection and then your iPad went kind of berserk. Well, you were trying to call me back and for some reason it kept reconnecting. So we had about three connections going at the same time. It was very strange and... I think and none of them were successful. Yes, exactly. I think it's the universe <laughs> saying, let's, let's stop for this week. And I guess we will break up our blanket discussion into two episodes and continue it next time. Perfect. And that means people can put comments and questions and blanket observations and suggestions in the chatter thread for this episode so we can talk about it again next episode excellent that sounds like a plan yeah. <laughs> sounds like all a right blanket well thank plan. you every thank you everybody for listening and remember the saturday zoom session is open to everyone we've had new faces the last couple of saturdays which has been delightful and the more the merrier so there's a link in the ravelry group and on the yarniacs podcast or yarniacs.com both places Thank you, everyone, for listening, and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.